0: Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel.
1: Will you drink deeply of Jesus? Will you come to the water of life? You will never thirst again. Let all who are thirsty come to Him. Will you drink deeply of Jesus? Will you come to the water of life? You will never thirst again. Let all who are thirsty come to Him. Amen. Come and draw from the well of salvation. Be made clean, let him wash you in truth He is a fountain of living water Come and be made new Will you drink deeply of Jesus? Will you come to the water of life? You will never thirst again let all who are thirsty come to Him. He can refresh you in the desert, where your sin left you lost on the brink. He is the fountain of living water. Come to Him, dear sinner, and Oh, dude. in the wilderness Chasing nothing but sin and death He is the fountain of living water Come to Jesus and live Will you drink Let all who are thirsty come to Him Will you drink deeply of Jesus Will you come to the water of life You will never thirst again
0: Amen. Let all who
1: are thirsty come to Him
0: I'm going to say some things to you today
2: that I don't want to say. We are in a a
0: very very dangerous place. Oh, I don't mean America and America isn't an extremely dangerous place. I'm saying in the church. I'm saying among Christians. I've been a Christian from my earliest memories. In fact, 71 years ago, I made a formal declaration that I would be a Christian and that I would follow Jesus. And I was baptized, put under the water by immersion, came up out of that water saying,
2: I'm a Christian. I was excited to be a Christian. There's a problem.
0: I read to you yesterday in Romans, the sixth chapter, shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We died to sin. Well, wait a minute. Did we die to sin?
2: Or did we die to Jesus? Now, please stay with me. Hear what I need to say to you. The question that comes
0: is what is our true condition before Almighty God? Now, we've gone through a number of different Time frames since the resurrection of Jesus and when we go to the scriptures
2: we read wonderful things in
0: galatians colossians yeah philippians too we we read wonderful testimonies of righteousness and holiness in the books of first and second peter We see the vibrancy of men willing to be crucified for Jesus. Today, we read those accounts in Scripture and take them for granted that that's our experience as well. But there's a passage of Scripture that just has plagued me all of my life. I'm going to read it for you. It's found
2: again in the book of Revelation. And it's very close in Revelation to the
0: beginning of the galloping of the four horses of the apocalypse. So where it's positioned in the scripture, is also very significant to help us understand the time frame we're working with.
2: Now, I've heard
0: this passage of Scripture, this message to the church. I've heard this all my life. It used to be preached when I was a child. Now, not so much. I'm even I'm even hesitating because I don't want you to say to yourself, "Oh, I know about that. I've read it. I know all about it. I've listened to sermons and I've read it." But okay, so what? I want you to hear today as though you were hearing for the first time. And I want you to consider the level of alarm that is necessary if we're going to deal with this. I've been trying to deal with it all of my life, and I've not been successful in dealing with it. I'm going to give you a very different answer for how to deal with this today. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I'm asking for revelation knowledge in the hearts and the minds of people who listen to this broadcast. Lord, I thank you for your warning.
2: And I ask
0: now that you would open this
2: mystery to us. Lord,
0: I'm not interested in all the mysteries of... Well, I won't say it. I am very interested, however, in the mystery of what I must do if I'm going to enter the kingdom of God and be saved with Jesus Christ. That's my concern. And secondly, how do I help others cross over and enter into the kingdom of God for real? That's my concern. Please, Jesus,
2: help us. I pray in your holy name. Amen. Okay, you've heard this before,
0: but please listen with New Year's. And then I'm going to talk about it. And show you some examples that are totally different than this example. Revelation, third chapter. Verse 14. And to the angel of the churches, church in Laodicea, write the words of the amen, the faithful, the true witness, the beginning of God's creation, talking here about Jesus Christ. He writes, I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm, and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. For you say, I'm rich, I've prospered, I need nothing, not realizing that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire, so that you may be rich and white garments. So that you may clothe yourself, and the shame of your nakedness may not be seen, and SAFT to anoint your eyes, so that you may see. Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. So be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him. And eat with him, and he with me, the one who conquers. I will grant him to sit with me on my throne, as I also conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. He has ears to hear. Let him hear that the Spirit says to the churches.
2: Well, did you catch it? He's saying that the condition of the modern church isn't cold or hot
0: that were lukewarm? He's saying, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. I'm sick of you. You make me vomit. Literally the ver the word in the Greek is vomit. Verse 17, for you say I am rich. That's
2: that's true.
0: The American church. We say we're rich. Look at the buildings we're building. I have prospered. Yes. In fact, we can take special courses and go to certain pastors and they'll teach us how to prosper. They'll say, God wants you to prosper. They say, I need nothing. Hey, I'm good to go. I've got a lot of leisure time. Not realizing that you are wretched.
2: Pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. Now here's the issue.
0: We're poor, blind, and naked, but we don't know it. How can you change something if you have no comprehension of your real condition before Almighty God? If I don't know my real condition, and yet I'm told this is your condition, but I have no feelings that tell me this is my condition. If the scriptures say to me, you don't realize your condition. You don't realize how sick you are. You don't realize how close you are for Jesus just to spit you out. To become vomit before God pitiable poor blind naked while you're saying Hey, I have enough money to cover everything I need. I'm good to go.
2: I've prospered.
0: I mean we're in a we're in a catch twenty two. We don't know what our true condition is before God, but we think we're good to go. We're utterly we're, we're, utterly deceived. I mean, yesterday I talked about our desperate need, and I tried to talk about
2: zeal, crying aloud to God, asking for a change.
0: Still sinning, still lusting after the pleasures and passions of our own heart. And that's the condition. Come on. We go where we want to go. We do what we want to do. We say what we want to say. We're free. But in the midst of that freedom, we're being told by Jesus something that he did not tell the church at Philadelphia. He didn't tell the church of Ephesus or Smyrna, not in the same way. He told them what was wrong with them. But he comes to the church in the day of America in the time period we're in right now. And he says, you don't even know your own condition, so how can you do anything about it? Buy from me gold. Well, what in the world is he talking about? How do we do that? We don't know how to do that. And so we live our prosperous life with everything as it's supposed to be. There's no warmth, there's no there's
2: no open love of Jesus.
0: Pardon me, I have a a mowing machine going right outside of my window. And he'll be through in just a minute. I hope he doesn't block you so you don't hear. So, here's the issue How do we begin to discover what our true condition is before God? When you don't have a headache, you don't have a stomach ache, you're not running a fever. You go to the doctor and he looks at you and checks you all out and he says, Hey, you're good to go. Well, you go to the doctor of this world and they're going to say, Look, you're prosperous. You've got change in your pocket. You've got a nice house. You've got a beautiful car to drive. You have friends who love you, or
2: not so much. What is your
0: real condition before God? What do I compare myself to? What do I look at in order to understand what my true condition is? Jesus says to the Laodicean church, Look, you don't have a clue what you're really like. You don't have a clue how close you are to being utterly lost to the kingdom of Jesus Christ. So, what are you going to do about it? Well, I want to read for you just a short portion from a book, Holy Spirit Revivals, by Charles Finney. I've read this to you before in portions, but I want you to hear what his experience is. And then I want you to compare it to what your experience is and see if in
2: any way you measure up. He's just gone to the woods and prayed and accepted Jesus Christ as his Savior. Which means he's going to do
0: anything that Jesus asks him to do. This is not an experience that he's having that is separated from his actual day-to-day experience. This Experience that I'm going to read for you is where the rubber hits the road in his day. Now, many did not walk this way with Jesus, but he spent his entire life calling people to this experience, to the experience of giving himself utterly, completely
2: to Jesus. He stopped sinning. I'll share that in just a moment.
0: He was not like the church today. They would not allow him to even preach this message. If he tried, they'd throw him out. I know. They threw me out. I would love to be free to come and preach in some of your churches. And if I were invited to come, I would come and preach in your church. But your church might not like it. In fact, I can almost guarantee you they would not like it because I would talk about reality with love, tenderness, kindness. But I would have to talk about our condition and talk about
2: how we can change it. He wrote, after he came out of the woods where he had totally given
0: himself over to Jesus. My mind was so quiet, it seemed as if all nature listened. I had gone into the woods to pray immediately after an early breakfast, and when I returned to the village, I found it was lunchtime yet I had been wholly unaware of the time that had passed. It appeared to me that I had been gone from the village only a very short time. But how was I to account for the quiet of my mind? I tried to recall my convictions to get back the load of sin under which I had been laboring but all sense of sin, all consciousness of present sin or guilt had departed from me. I said to myself, what is this that I cannot arouse any sense of guilt in my soul, as great a sinner as I am? I tried in vain to make myself anxious about my present state. I was so quiet and peaceful that I tried to feel concerned about it lest it should be the result of my having grieved the spirit away. But no matter what view I took of it, I could not be anxious at all about my soul and my spiritual state. The repose of my mind was unspeakably great. I never can describe it in words. Wait a minute. Do you see the difference between your mind being At rest and at peace, and you walk in sin and you have no conviction. Versus, I have a great burden of sin on my heart,
2: and I come to Jesus, and the burden of sin is removed from me. The sin
0: is removed from me. I am clean. I no longer walk in sin. I'm no longer at odds with God. But see, if you're not at odds with God, but in reality you really are at odds with God, you've been deceived. You're in trouble, and that's where we're at today. The thought of God was sweet to my mind. Is that true of you? Yes, the sweetness of the modern music, the sentimental slop, no conviction of sin in that. The most profound spiritual tranquility had taken full possession of me. This was a great mystery. I went to lunch and found I had no appetite to eat, so I went to the office and found that Squire Wright had gone to lunch. I took down my brass viola, and as I was accustomed to do, I began to play and sing some pieces of sacred music. But as soon as I began to sing those sacred words, I began to weep. It seemed as if my heart was all liquid. My feelings were so much in such a state that I could not hear my own voice in singing without causing my tears to overflow I wondered at this time and tried to hold back my tears, but could not. After trying in vain to suppress my tears, I put away my instrument, and I stopped singing. After lunch, Guire Wright and I were engaged in moving our books and furniture to another office. We were very busy. We had little time for conversation all afternoon. My mind, however, remained in this profoundly tranquil state. There was a a great sweetness and tenderness in my thoughts and feelings. Everything appeared to be going right, and nothing seemed to ruffle or disturb me in the least. Just before evening, I decided that as soon as I was left alone in the new office, I would try to pray again, that I was not going to abandon the subject of religion, and give it up at any rate. Therefore, although I was no longer had any concern about my soul, I decided I would still pray. By evening, we got the books and furniture adjusted, and I made a good fire in the fireplace, hoping to spend the evening alone. Now just at dark, Squire Wright, seeing that evening was, was there and everything was adjusted, made, bade me good night and went home. I accompanied him to the door. As I closed the door and turned around, my heart seemed to be liquid within me. But please understand, this man is a very sophisticated attorney. He's not some sentimental guy. All my feelings seemed to rise and flow out, and the utterances of my heart were, I want to pour out my whole soul to God. The rising of my soul was so great that I rushed into the room behind the front office to pray. There was no fire, no light in that room. Nevertheless, it appeared perfectly lit to me. As I went in and shut the door after me, it seemed as if I met the Lord Jesus Christ face to face. He said nothing. He just looked at me in such a manner as to break me right down at his feet.
2: I poured out my soul
0: to him. I wept aloud like a child and made such confessions as I could with my choked utterances, talking about a man who just didn't cry.
2: But after he met Jesus, he was changed.
0: I must have continued for a good while My mind was too much absorbed with the interview to recall anything that I said. Yet I know that as soon as my mind became calm enough to break off the interview, I returned to the front office and found that the fire that I had made was nearly burned out. But I turned was about to take a seat by the fire. I received a mighty baptism of the Holy Spirit. Without any expectation of it, Without ever having thought that there was any such thing for me, without any recollection that I'd ever heard anything mentioned about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit descended upon me in a manner that seemed to go through my body and soul. I could feel the impression like a wave of electricity going through me, and did it seemed seemed in common waves of liquid love. I cannot express it in any other way.
2: It seemed like the very breath of God.
0: No words can express. The wonderful love that's poured out, Romans 5, 5. In my heart, I wept aloud with joy and love and literally bellowed out feelings of my heart. These waves kept coming over me and over me and over me, until I cried, "I will, I will die if these waves continue to pass over me." I said, "Lord, I cannot bear any more." Yet I had no fear of death. It's Charles Finney when he received Jesus. When he. Was baptized in the Holy Spirit without knowing there was even a baptism to be had. Look at what happened to this attorney. And then he became a pastor and is credited with bringing more than a quarter of a million people into the gospel. Now, there's a trouble. This man had a very genuine experience that resulted in a great deal of of fruit being born, people being converted, churches being built.
2: It was done by the Holy Spirit. Now today we build our churches. Beautiful edifices. The church has become a business. It's cold. It's hard. Well, there's some sentimental love. But Jesus is saying, Revelation, you're in trouble. You don't know your
0: true condition before Almighty God. Now, we're invited To overcome. Let me read that for you. Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. So be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. The one who conquers or the one who overcomes, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne as I also conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. He was an ear. Let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Well, what the Spirit is saying to the churches is you have no clue who you are or what your condition is. You follow the way of the world. The church is full of the passions of the flesh. We're full of the world. We're not like Jesus. We're not like
2: Charles Finney. See what I'm what I'm trying to get at that's so difficult understand it. What do I have to do to know my real condition before a holy and righteous God? What do I have to do? Read, think, say. He says,
0: Buy from me gold refined by fire. How do I buy gold refined by fire from Jesus? White garments, so that you may clothe yourselves. Well, we know that white garments are are righteous acts, holy actions.
2: That the shame of your nakedness may not be seen.
0: By salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. Well, where do I get this salve? Please help. How do I get through this? I'm a preacher. I've I've taught on this scripture many times. But it didn't bring me through. It didn't change me. Oh, okay. Gold is faith. Take actions that demand faith. Not a problem. I'll do it. We'll do things that give you righteous clothing to wear. Well, how do I do that?
2: Where do I get the ISAF? Oh, Oh, the Holy Spirit is the ISAF. Intellectually, I know the answers to what Jesus is saying. I've done it many times, but it's never worked.
0: I've still been blind and naked and miserable. But I didn't know it, so I wasn't blind and naked and miserable. I was a happy camper. I had things to do and places to go and and people to love and, and preach. Sermons and do radio and But it never showed me my true
2: condition before Almighty God So, what do I do? How do I break
0: this it's a It's a conundrum it's a It's a puzzle. How do I break through and and reach the place that Jesus has called me to be? Otherwise, Jesus is going to come and he's going to spit me out of his mouth. You too, he's going to say, you make me sick. Because you'll make a few adjustments. You might throw your television out. You might stop smoking or drinking. You might correct some outward behaviors. You might deal a little bit with with your pride.
2: But that doesn't do it.
0: You're still blind and naked and miserable. Maybe a little less miserable or maybe a little more miserable because you miss what you lost in this
2: tempt, so how do we do it? How do we break through? How do we build this relationship with Jesus that we want? I know you've been a Christian Serious Christian. You had to have asked these same questions. And then you've tried to do your best all the
0: time, knowing that it was not working. You were still blind and naked and miserable, and you'd take shots in the dark and you'd, you'd try to break through. But the breakthrough didn't work. Soon you forgot about it, you were on to other things. Dealing with business and life. Taking care of your family.
2: So how do we break through? What is the answer? Well, oh, Jesus left us a clue. I'm going to read it for you. Where should we start? Let's read verse 19. Revelation 3, verse 19. Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline, so be zealous and repent. So the answer that I'm seeing, see if you're seeing the same answer. Look for those places where God is rebuking you. Look for those places where you're being disciplined. And then in those places, be zealous. That is,
0: be exacting on yourself. Be full of energy, of determination.
2: And repent. Repent. I don't know what to repent for. Well, that's a great place to start. Jesus, where should I begin to repent? And it may be that he'll say, remember Bob? Remember how you treated him? Repent. Make things right with him. I owed my my brother for a loan that he'd given me. A large sum of money. I'd talked to him, and he
0: said to me, Ray, just forget it. It's okay. But there was great distance between us.
2: And as I was beginning to learn how to
0: deal with this, under severe discipline, I am under severe discipline right now,
2: the Holy Spirit said to me, make restitution. In other words, pay him back. Well, Lord, I don't have the money to pay him back.
0: It's beyond my ability to pay him back.
2: Right? Ask me for the money to pay him
0: back. And almost immediately, I received a large sum of money for me. Not the church, it was for me.
2: It was totally unexpected. It was a gift out of thin air. We're talking thousands of dollars. So I mailed a check to my brother, covering completely with some left over for interest. the amount I had borrowed from him. And I repented for not paying it back much, much sooner. I didn't have the money. The Lord wanted me to walk through that. Wanted me to let go of that amount of cash. Give it back to him. He was
0: awestruck. He had some very specific needs in his family's life. And this completely
2: covered him. Now the Lord has done that to me three times. Make restitution. So I've gone through the pain of of
0: taking any small part of retirement that was there and giving it as restitution to a person
2: I had wronged.
0: See, when you are zealous and you begin to repent, the Holy Spirit will begin to tell you, this is the repentance that I
2: require of you. This is the action I require of you.
0: It says, those whom I love, I reprove and discipline, so be zealous and repent.
2: The way into the heart of God is the way of repentance. Now, what is repentance? Repentance is not
0: saying, oh, I'm sorry. No, repentance is saying, I was wrong, and I take responsibility for that. And this is the restitution that I have,
2: and to ask you to please forgive me.
0: Repentance is a total change of life. It's not empty words. It's where the tire hits the road. It's a change of behavior. I'm not going to go back that way. I'm not going to do that again. It displeases the Lord, so I don't want to displease Him. I'm not going to do it anymore. But you see, the problem we're facing is that that whole deal is hidden from us. So, Pastor, what do I repent
2: of? Oh, go ask
0: Jesus and be zealous. He'll show you what you need to repent of. It may cost you some money. You see, this walk with Jesus is not a pretend walk. In the American church, it's all a pretend walk. It's a make-believe walk. It's a, it's a walk that we need to say to fit into the culture of the American church. I'm sorry, but there's no change of behavior.
2: There's no sacrifice.
0: Repentance always requires sacrifice, a giving up of my culture, giving up of my money, giving up of my time. It requires a change of behavior. And it requires, because seldom do we sin against someone without them sinning against us too. But we don't demand repentance of them. We demand repentance only of our own heart and our own life because the Holy Spirit demands it. It's the way into Jesus. Not in our culture. Our, our culture is just say, oh, here's my little sinner's prayer. Kidding me? This is serious. This is life and death. This is Salvation or or hell? Have you wronged somebody? And you know it? That's a great place to begin praying and saying, Lord, repent. I repent. I was wrong. I'm guilty. Now, what do I do to repair this? What do I have to do to pay restitution for this? But if you don't have any clue of what you've done wrong,
2: Oh, I'm good to go. And repent
0: of thinking that because you're not good to go at all. It's just hidden from your eyes and you can't see it and you can't hear it. You're blind and naked and miserable and hopeless.
2: I can't live like that anymore. I've asked Jesus to make me conscious. To bring to me every sin I need to repent of. To give to Jesus all of my feelings of
0: being poorly treated. All of my anger, all of my bitterness all of the hardness of my heart.
2: Oh, he deserved that. No, he didn't. No more than you do. So here's the problem. We're about to be cast out
0: into hell, but we don't know what for. We don't know... How to address the way
2: we feel. We're blind and naked
0: and miserable and don't even know it. How do we begin to know our true condition
2: before God? There's only one way. Be zealous and repent don't continue your lazy habits.
0: Don't continue your gluttony. Don't continue thinking I'm good to go and I'm I'm a good Christian and I'm on my way to heaven. No you're not. You're deceived. You have no clue your real condition before a holy God. Wake up. Wake up by starting on your knees and repent. And let the Holy Spirit lead you where he wants to lead you. To deal with you according to the way he wants to deal with you. Wow. We're in such danger and we don't even know it. And you're going to see things beginning to blow up in America. He's going to bring a ravaging, savage change to America. We better go heads up. It's time to repent. It's time to deal with God in such a way that he shows us our true condition so that we can enter into him. He will gladly forgive us. If we repent, change our
2: behavior, turn aside from what is normal, Some of you need to turn your TVs off.
0: Take that time to repent. An hour, two hours, three hours. Just pray until you know
2: the answer to this conundrum is honest prayer and not a short prayer. Praying,
0: asking, searching, and when we find it, making restitution as possible,
2: trusting our hearts to Jesus. Such a work to be done in we Americans today.
0: Let's pray. O Lord, We casually float in and out of this broadcast. We casually float in and out of church. We casually float around after our own pleasures and our own desires. O Lord,
2: give to us the gift
0: of honest repentance, of straight-up acknowledgement of our guilt, Reveal to us the truth of who we are in you, Jesus. Pray in your
2: holy name.
0: You've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I hope this has been helpful to you. Love to hear from some of you. Many of you.
2: You'd like to be a part of this ministry write to me at the National Prayer Chapel,
0: Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. If your heart is for the gospel, for the real gospel, for the gospel of prayer, witness and testimony, then let me hear from you. Or go to our our webpage, nationalprayerchapel.com nationalprayerchapel.com I love you. God bless you.
1: Joy, with great joy Now unto Him who is able Keep you from falling and to present you blameless before the presence of
0: His glory with great joy.